Let us begin. Hello everyone, welcome to Brewers Field. I'm your host, CG Monte Ale. In this episode, I'll be recapping my recent experiences at the California Brewers Festival, and also be recapping a recent episode of Marvel's What If from Disney+. Plus. Right now, we're going through the fall season, with summer pretty much over right now. You know, it's getting a little cooler outside, so definitely a good time to drink some beer, stream some shows on TV, also watch some good football, as we're now in football season, as week one has just been, been concluded, as we're now going to week two of the NFL season. And also, do be sure to check out Brewers Field on Wednesdays. On Wednesdays, I'm doing an NFL-based podcast, in where I talk about teams with the six most interesting storylines, so do check that out on Wednesdays in the Wednesday edition of Brew Sealed. Now, this episode's going to be a little shorter than others because I'm in the process of doing a move right now, which will mean a more efficient space to record the podcast for Brew Sealed, so this episode will be a little shorter. And I'm also working on a companion podcast for the Brew Sealed podcast, so do stay tuned for future updates on that. But now it's time to recap the recent Marvel episode of Marvel's What If from Disney+. And the episode was not my favorite. You know, this series has been pretty much average so far. The first two episodes were outstanding, the Doctor Strange episode was great, but this recent episode with Killmonger and Iron Man was definitely not my favorite. This was the episode from the trailer where we saw Iron Man get rescued by Killmonger. It was also a variation for his Iron Man movie. That's what the trailer showed, and this episode was the episode based in that moment, but it wasn't a really a great episode. We definitely saw in the beginning about Iron Man's legacy, his contributions to the MCU, everything he did throughout the years of the MCU, but now we went back to this episode where he's in the desert in Afghanistan, and just like in the main timeline, the convoy he's in does get attacked, but before he's injured, just like he was in the first movie, he's rescued by Killmonger, which does pave the way for a different version of Iron Man because in this episode, Tony Stark never became Iron Man. He ends up teaming up with Killmonger, helping Killmonger to achieve his goal as becoming the King of Wakanda, but Iron Man, aka Tony Stark, has no idea what Killmonger's really up to. But there are also those in Tony Stark's inner circle, such as Pepper Potts and Happy Hogan, who do see something going wrong with this whole relationship between Tony Stark and Killmonger. They definitely do believe that Killmonger is up to something here, as he's using Tony Stark's knowledge of technology to advance an agenda he has yet to reveal. We continue to see this between how Killmonger and Tony Stark bond over the development of a drone program that Killmonger is able to create with help from Tony Stark. Now, the purpose of the drone program is to help Killmonger advance his agenda in this episode. So in this episode, the drone program in this episode is a replacement for the Iron Man technology as you saw in the first Iron Man movie. We then see a moment where Killmonger says he needs vibranium in order to advance his program. This definitely leads to a botched raid in where Rhodes, Colonel Rhodes, who is also in this episode, is killed in the raid, along with Black Panther, who intervenes on the raid, who is there to bring the Vibranium back to Wakanda. And they're both killed by Killmonger. Apparently, Killmonger had his plan all along, as he wants not only the Vibranium, but also get the suit of Black Panther. Now, I didn't like this part of the episode, because seeing Rhodes and Black Panther, aka T'Challa, killed, was definitely not a highlight in this episode. I definitely know Marvel's What If definitely does create all these what-if scenarios in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but seeing the death of Rhodes and T'Challa, aka Black Panther, was definitely not a defining moment in this episode, as it does show Killmonger is definitely winning out in this episode. This does lead to a chain of events where unfortunately Killmonger also kills Tony Stark in this episode, as Tony Stark is able to figure out what Killmonger is really up to, but unfortunately in the end it's too late. So seeing the death of Tony Stark in this episode was also another major negative highlight in this episode, because this is the third time in Marvel's What If where we saw the death of Iron Man, which is definitely not a good thing to see. We also 
also see the funeral Black Panther back in Wakanda, leaving Wakanda without a new leader who's going to succeed the current king of Wakanda, but that is short-lived when Killmonger goes back to Wakanda and is able to achieve the throne of being the next king of Wakanda. But just like with Tony Stark's inner circle, there are those in Wakanda who see this as a negative thing. They also see that Killmonger has a negative, hostile, or terror motive as he's definitely not acting in good faith. This leads to a chain of events where the United States goes to war against Wakanda. We see an army of drones, ones that are created by Tony Stark, go to war against Wakanda, only for Wakanda to win in the end. This also allows Killmonger to get the serum to become the next Black Panther. Now, he becomes the next Black Panther, but he's also visited by the spirit of T'Challa, and T'Challa tells Killmonger that even though he's currently winning right now, that eventually everything that Killmonger did will eventually catch up to him, whether it's in his current life or also in the next life where T'Challa is currently at right now. Killmonger holds on to why he was doing what he's doing and to get to where he's at now in this episode, but T'Challa also remains calm by telling Killmonger that eventually everything was going to catch up to him. Now, the episode ends with the United States still at war with Wakanda. General Ross is also in this episode, but also with the Air Force. Pepper Potts is also very suspicious about what is going on. Now, she goes into her office where she gets a surprise visit from T'Challa's sister. T'Challa's sister tells Pepper Potts that she was also suspicious of Killmonger and provides evidence of what Killmonger did to Pepper Potts. And in the end, the two form an alliance to help stop Killmonger. And that's where the episode ends. Now, my verdict on this episode was this is definitely not a great episode. I actually didn't really like the episode, to be honest, because of what it did to Tony Stark, as this is now the third episode of Marvel's What If, where they killed off Tony Stark, and definitely does not sit well with me. It does end on a message of hope, just like other Marvel What If episodes, but it also doesn't make up for what happened to Tony Stark in this episode, also with Colonel Rhodes, but it definitely did a major disservice to Iron Man's legacy in the MCU, and it also did a major disservice to T'Challa's legacy in the MCU at the same time. So both in this episode, we see two prominent MCU characters, Iron Man and Black Panther, get their legacies practically tarnished in this episode, and I didn't like that. So this episode is definitely not going to be my favorite episode. I've only saw it twice, and I'm probably not going to see it again for quite a while. So that there's my verdict of this week's episode of Marvel's What If, and let's see what the next episode brings, because the past three episodes really haven't been that great. So I hope we get a good episode soon. The last great episode was one with Doctor Strange, and since then, the episodes in the series really haven't been that good, to be honest, especially this one. So let's see what the next episode brings, as we got three episodes left in season one of Marvel's What If. Now going to my next topic, I recently went to the California Brewers Festival here in Sacramento, California, and it was definitely a good experience, a definitely good beer festival to go into in the fall. The event was held at Discovery Park, and I definitely tasted some really good craft beers there from breweries such as Bike Dog, Campus Brewing, Einstock Brewing, Full Circle Brewing, Morgan Territory Brewing, who were amongst the beers I tried at this festival, California Brewers Festival, and I definitely look forward to having some of their beers here in future editions of Brewer Distilled. I had beers ranging from Kalashes, Hazy IPAs, Ales, and even a good Porter as well. So it was definitely good to see the California Brewers Festival back in action. Last year didn't have the festival because of COVID restrictions, but definitely beer festivals are back in full swing. And just like at the Central Valley Brew Fest I went to last month, the California Brewers Festival is definitely in full swing. A really good crowd, great music, great breweries, a definitely good time. Also opened me up to some other craft beers I definitely look forward to having here in future editions of Brewer Distilled. The event also had a very good turnout, a lot of open space. One thing I really liked about the California Brewers Festival is it definitely does have a lot of wide open spaces to move around in, and also a good selection of food trucks as well. There weren't as many food trucks as there were last time, but there was still a good amount to have plenty of food options for this year's festival, the California Brewers Festival. But overall, it was a really good time. Discovered some really good craft beers. Definitely ones I want to have here in future editions of Brew Distilled. Now, next month, I'll be at the Capital Beer Fest here in Sacramento, California. That'll be my third beer festival of the year, and I do look forward to that one as well. It's always been a good experience and definitely a good beer festival held in downtown Sacramento right in the Capitol Mall. So do look forward to be recapping that beer fest 
festival as well, along with some of the beers that try out at that festival coming next month. Now, as for my beer pairing for this week's episode, this beer comes from Vision Brewing based out of Sparks, Nevada. And I've had beers from Revision here in Brutusfield before, and it's great to have them on here again. The name of this beer is called Jewel Box. It is a Northeast South Hazy India Pale Ale brewed with Galaxy Hops. And also has hints of pineapple and guava as part of the flavor. It's definitely good flavored IPA. I love the fruity flavor to it. It's not too overwhelming. It definitely mixes well with this hazy IPA. And that is the Jewel Box from Revision Brewing based out of Sparks, Nevada. And that is a Northeast style India pale ale. And hazy one at that too. It definitely has a good hazy coloring to it. Just like what you see with the hazy IPA. And the flavor is also excellent. And from my understanding, this beer is also available all year round. So do check out that beer. It's called the Jewel Box Northeast style hazy IPA. From Revision Brewing and Sparks, Nevada. And that'll do it for me this week here in Brew Distilled. Definitely a shorter episode than normal, but I definitely look forward to getting back to more longer episodes once I get more settled into my new place I'm moving into, which definitely be great for the Brew Distilled podcast and also great for the companion podcast I'm currently developing, so also do stay tuned for future updates on that as well. And also stay tuned for the NFL edition here in Brew Distilled podcast where I talk about the NFL season with the six most interesting teams with the six most interesting storylines. And also do follow this podcast on Instagram at Brew Distilled Podcast on Instagram. You'll see photos of all the beers profiled here in the Brew Still podcast, and also do rate this podcast five stars and wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm your host, DG Monte Ale. I'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening, and until then, be brewed and be still, folks. Cheers. <laughs>